Warriors, the semester's here. It's almost over, right? Who's excited for the summer? Anyone excited? You're like, ah, I don't know. I don't even have... Yeah, we got one person. I'm glad we've got someone excited. So who is just trying to survive through the day? Anybody? Amen. I'm just trying to get you right now. You're like, yeah, I'm not even worried about this summer. Hey, I need, I need two volunteers who have great balance. Two volunteers who have great balance, who are, who are willing to be pushed a little bit. Two volunteers right there. Come up here. They're going to get pressed a little bit, okay? You signed the liability, did you? Go ahead, just sign it, sign it, sign it. We're good. You've signed. All right, who has better balance between the both of you? If you stood on one leg, who would last longer? All right. So as we live life, I'm going to use you as an illustration, okay? So as we live life and uh, as we reflect past these semesters, the title of this message is Finding Stability in Christ. Now, I want the both of you, you know, right here, one right here, the other one over there, and stand holding your balance, okay? So, Jace, if you wouldn't mind going through our slides, we're experienced. You can start now. You can start now. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to be asking questions. You can't choose. You've got to start now. So, experience. What have you experienced this past fall and spring? Right here, like you're pitching, like you're about to pitch. Right there, right there. All right, you've got a good balance. All right, if you experienced relationship breakups in the past, what about who's experienced injuries? Have you experienced injuries? Not yet. Not right here, I'm going to push y'all guys. You know what? Maybe beginning your journey of faith as a Christian has been difficult. You ready for it? That's a bigger one. I love you. Okay, they're going to get harder, right? What about time management? Have you had just been stressed on how to manage your time like Netflix has got you so late at night, you're like, oh my goodness, it's 3 a.m. and I've got homework to do at 4. Yeah, yeah, keep your balance. Stability is tough, right? What about struggling to find balance with your work and academic load? Yeah. Somebody like, I, I don't know how I'm going to finish my semester. Homesickness. Have you experienced being homesick? No, you haven't? You do? All right, I won't push you. You, don't, you won't? Brace for it. What about this? Mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, stress, social isolation, and loneliness. Can I come at you a little bit? That's a better one, right? What about this? Social adjustment. Learning to navigate with this new social relationship, finding community. Right? Have you all struggled with this? I won't push you. Right? Can I get you? I can push you. With this one, I'll push you. Living in a shared space with roommates. Did I get a roommate a head start? Oh, goodness. I'm sorry. Managing finance and budgeting. Anyone? Swipe that credit card, go to decline. Right here. If you're going on a date, just make sure you got the money. All right. What about choosing or changing your major? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Brace for it. <laughs> what about burnout? And exhaustion. Can I come up a little harder? Ready? How about chest button? You ready? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. These are coming. Okay. Here we go. Coping with personal and family issues while here. You're, you want to be back at home, but you have to finish out here. Anybody relate? Anyone experience that? See a little bump here. I love y'all guys. What about peer, pre peer pressure to fit in? Anybody want to fit in? 
No? You want what? I love you. I don't either. I love you. I'm going to give you a hug on that one. What about coping with unexpected life events and emergencies? This fall and last spring, have you had that? You ready? Oh, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Stability. What? How are you so stable? I don't know. Hey, give these two gentlemen a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. This is how life can be. We seem like we're, we're trying to balance our lives. And you're not asking, when you wake up, you're not saying, Lord, I'm ready for it. You're not, you're not ready for drama to hit your door. You're not ready for bad news. You just get hit by it, and you have no idea how to even stand firm. You're like, okay, you're, even, you're like a, a ball that's in the water that's floating around and tossed and turned, and you're like, Jesus, I just need you because I have no idea how to handle it all. And it seems like everything comes at you all at one moment. And you're pressed into a corner, and you have to experience your emotional side of, I've never experienced this in my life. I am reacting like this. I have no idea where this is coming from. But in life, as, as a Christian, as we navigate our lives, Hebrews chapter 13 has some truth for us, because God's word is truth. We'll be looking at one verse. Someone say amen. One verse. You want ten verses or one? One. One verse. How does Jesus make his coffee? Coffee. How does Jesus make his coffee? Anyone know that one? Like you don't drink coffee? He brews it. I love that. That's it. Briar gets a chapel credit. Remind me at the chapel, Jason Briar will get a chapel credit for, for being here. That's a bad dad joke, right? But if you haven't heard that, now you heard it, and I will never tell you that again. But in Hebrews chapter 13, we see just the context of uh, the Jewish Christians are about to face or facing persecution and trials, and they're tempted to fall away from their faith. They're tempted to lose stability. They're tempted to hang on to things that are so uh, volatile, and they're losing and diminishing, and their faith is dissolving because they don't know how to react amidst persecution and tribulation. But here in our situation, it's everyday situation that we can come into play and Sometimes, as a believer, we just don't know how to react. We don't know how to react. In verse 7 through 17, it talks about the author encouraging the Christians because Jesus is unchanging. Because in Hebrews chapter 13, it says hey, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because Jesus, God in flesh, does not change. We can hold on to Christ for our sustainability. We can hold on to Jesus while we're being tossed and turned. Oh, we're being hit amongst all these areas of experiencing. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We often think in our, our lives is, sometimes my life is boring, or it doesn't change, or the same routine I go through. And right now, you're in the, you're in the midst of, okay, I've got to do finals, and I will transition. I'm not sure if I'll come back. And I'm, quite frankly, stressing about things that I cannot control. And I'm stressing over things that ha have happened to me in the fall and spring semester back at home. I really want to be there, but I can't. But I'm here in such a place as now I want to serve God, but it's so hard to serve God when I'm bombarded with everything. And everything's crashing down on me. I like what R.C. Sproul says about Jesus, about God and the unchanging nature. R.C. Sproul says this. God's unchanging nature 
is the foundation of his faithfulness and the source of confidence in his providence and sovereignty. Let's break this down. God doesn't change. Jesus doesn't change. Your circumstances will change. Your routine will change. But we have to remember based on this promises that Jesus' promises are still true for us today. His word is still true for us today. We cannot diminish, we cannot waver on this. So what about, what about you? What about yourself? What has changed in your life that has just, you didn't know it was coming, and now it's here, now you're facing and dealing with it? What is stressing you so much right now that you can't sleep at night? What wakes you up at night? What keeps your mind running late at night? If you're anything like me, you're up early in the morning, you're always thinking. At 3 a.m., 4 a.m., you're like, why am I up? I can't go back to sleep. Won't do me any good. If you're anything like me, you're always thinking about the future. And you're causing yourself more anxiety than you need to have. You're, you're trying to plan. If you're a planner like me, you're, pl you're trying to plan all this stuff out. And you stress yourself in what you can't even see. I've realized my failure is I try to put my trust in myself. I try to put my trust in my experience. I try to put my trust in my skill set. I try to put my trust in me, and it fails every single time. And I'm reminded of this passage that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm reminded that God is still sovereign. He is still in control over all. That means this, Jose, you, what you must do every single morning is saying, Jesus, I don't have control, but you do. I don't know what they have in store for me, but I'm going to say yes to you. Yes, I'm scared. Yes, it's frightening, but I'm going to serve you no matter what. I'm going to serve you despite this breakup I went through. I'm going to serve you despite me changing my major and I have no idea what to do. I'm going to serve you, Christ, despite me graduating in May, and sometimes I feel like I have a lot of question marks. I'm going to say, serve you and be faithful despite the difficult situation that no one knows but you, that silent suffering that you're going through. There's a quote I often come to when I'm having a hard time in my life. It says, people are rewarded in public for what they practice in hours in private. I forgot who says that. There's another quote that says, it is in the quiet crucible of your personal private sufferings that your noblest dreams are born and God's greatest gifts are given in compensation for what you've been through. See, sometimes I don't like difficulty. I do not like stress. And if I see it, I avoid it. I don't like drama. I'll avoid it. Ask my wife. When I have a disagreement with her, I avoid. I don't pursue. I avoid. And I have to say I'm sorry for that, but I often bring that into my relationship with God. When I feel like I've fallen and I feel shameful and I don't feel unworthy, I often say, God, I, I just can't read your word. I feel so guilty. God, how can I pray when I'm, I know my heart is far from you? God, how can I say I trust in you when my life doesn't look like it? God, I want to trust in you, but it's so hard. Help me learn how to trust in you. I like what Billy Graham just says. God's purpose for us is not simply to achieve success, but to make progress in becoming more like Christ. To make progress in becoming more like Christ. This is good news for me. This is good news for us. Why? I can stop trying to impress people. 
I can stop trying to rely on my stats on the field. I can stop trying and say, Jesus, I want to become more like you. I want to love the unlovable. I want to forgive those who have backstabbed me. I want to love you despite our disagreements. Christ, I want to become like you, how you served, how you put yourself last, and how you didn't want anything in return. Jesus, I want a heart like yours. But as we're facing these tribulations and trials in our lives, we often think we're not worthy. We often think we just can't simply do it. And that's right, we can't, but Christ in us can. If I rely on me, I'm always going to fail. But if I rely on Christ, his name will always be exalted. He will always use me as his vessel for his glory. See, but to make progress in becoming more like Christ. I'm not talking about being a super Christian, like I need to read 20 chapters of the Bible a day and pray four hours a day. If you are doing that, tell me what you're doing. I'm talking about progress. There's a term called that to become more sanctified like Christ as we love Jesus, as we study his word, as we pray. The things I love and I cling to that my flesh clings to, it somehow, by the power of the Spirit, I can start cleaning it. I can start throwing it off. The gossip that I used to like doing, I can stop. My anger that I used to have, I can, it, can, it goes away. How I treat my spouse, sometimes it's not the best. The closer I get to God, the more I want to love her. The sin that I love to do and the sin that clings to my heart that I wish no one knew, Dissolves. Why? Because I'm following Christ and I want to become more like Christ. See, we have to be in the living and active state, living as if we were saved. If I'm saved, if I have the Spirit of God in me, then I know that He doesn't change. And because He doesn't change, I want to progress. I want to love Christ. I want to obey Him, not because of, oh, I, oh God, if I don't obey, you're going to shun me. No, because Jesus, you died on the cross for me. Who am I? You died on the cross for me. I have nothing to offer. You died on the cross for me. I am a nobody. Jesus, you died on the cross for me. You knew my wicked heart. You knew my evil thoughts. You know me. And you died for me. Jesus, I want to simply live for you because you took my place on that cross. See, I like Billy Graham's quote. Why? Because we are to live in light of this truth about Jesus. If Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we ought to live our lives in a way that reflects this unchanging reality. We should seek to follow him faithfully, trust in him completely, and strive to live according to his will no matter what challenges or difficulties we may face. What are you reminded of this morning? Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. So that, what does that look like for us as we head in the finals in the summer? And if we are fed by the word of God a few more times here in this chapel setting, we're reminded of how we are to reflect of these chapel messages. Simply this, my platform is what God has given me, and that's the ministry that I, God has entrusted me to. So if you're an athlete, that's your ministry. If you're studying biology, that's your ministry. Praise the Lord if it's vocational ministry. But as a Christian, my life shouldn't be a Sunday, Wednesday, churchy kind of Christianity. But it should be something of a reflection throughout my entire week. 
I was reminded of that yesterday meeting a new gentleman during lunchtime. I was reminded, he said, Jose, your life should be exemplify Christ's love every single day. I said, I often failed on that. I often felt like I needed to improve on showing Christ's love to people. But what about yourself? What about us? What about here at Sterling College? I want to remind you of this. We're reminded through Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus' love, grace, and mercy are not dependent on our circumstances or our own worthiness, but on his unchanging nature. I'll repeat that one more time. We're reminded that Jesus' love, grace, and mercy are not dependent on our circumstances or our own unworthiness, but his unchanging nature. This is God's love that he loves us while we are sinners. This is his love that holds us, that revives us. This is a love that I cannot run away from. This is a love that holds and sustains my salvation. This is a love, no matter how much I want to walk away from Christ, he is a loving father, he'll discipline his children. This is a love that I can run and run, ignore. The Spirit will convict my heart and my life, and I will repent my sin and turn back to the Father. Charles Stanley, he says this about finishing strong. He says this, Finishing strong means keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, and trusting in his strength to carry us through the end. See, what we've learned about is we must remember that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Rely on his strength, his stability, because if I try to rely on myself, I will fall down every single time. That meaning that finishing strong means not finishing on your own. It's this, trusting in his strength for him to carry us through the end. Charles Stanley knew what that looked like. His life was such a life like that. But what about us? Is it me, me, my strength? If it's you, you will find yourself in a position where I've been plenty of times where I feel hopeless. I feel tired. I feel distant from God. I feel like I don't, he doesn't love me. Then I have doubts. Then I waver. Then I bring back to, that to my home life. Affects my spouse, my baby. But God help me fix my eyes on Jesus. Because when I do, they're off of me. When we fix our eyes on God, our eyes are off of us. And the more we can focus on Christ in our lives, and the less of me, the more his name is exalted. So why is this all important? What's the thesis here of finding stability in Christ? Well, lastly, I want to let you know that God demonstrated his own love for you while you were yet sinners, that Christ died for you. He died for us, that we've all fallen short of the glory of God, that the wages of sin is a death, it's a spiritual death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Through Christ Jesus our Lord, there is life and there is hope despite what I'm facing right now. Why he will carry me through. The Bible says because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's trusting on Christ for salvation. It's repenting of the sin and turning in saving faith to Christ, not bringing nothing to the cross. Accepting this gift of salvation. It's not being perfect before you come. It's not being perfect before you go to church and saying, Jesus, I'm here. I'm broken. I'm lonely. I'm hopeless. I don't know you, but I trust in you to save me today. 
That's where he wants us to be at. If you've not made that decision, I want to talk to you after. Christians, or I want to just encourage you. When you're trying to find stability in your life, don't look to yourself. Look to his strength, his spirit to guide you. Why? For his glory, his purpose. Because Jesus is the author. He is the perfecter. He is the founder of our faith. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Will you please pray with me? Father, I thank you this morning. There's one truth and many truths, but Father, you are unchanging. You loved us so much that you gave your son to die on the cross for our sins, that those who would place their faith in Jesus would have eternal life. I thank you that you are faithful. I thank you that you hold me. You hold us despite all these turns in life, all this confusion, all this doubt. And I thank you that you carry us. Father, I pray that I can simply fall at your feet and say, I'm here, Lord. I don't bring you nothing. But use my life so that others may know Jesus. I pray right now, Lord, for the Christian, for the individual who seems like there's no way out, that your presence would be felt, that they would know that you are near, and most importantly, that they can call upon, call upon you for help. You say, cast all of your anxieties upon him who cares for us. Lord, you care for your children. This is your moment. These are your people. Work as you will, Father. We just want to join you. In Christ we pray. Amen, amen.